Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, sending a direct to a conference. Part one, here we go. I've sent folks to conferences many, many times. And, and to ah, be clear, yeah, we're, not, okay. we're not, when I say conference, we're not talking about manager tools conferences. No, right? we're not going to do that. Right? We're talking <laughs> about industry conferences, right? But I've sent folks to, to conferences all the time. And I tell you, I, I wish I had talked to you about that before I did so. Yeah, because. it's amazing. Well, look, the, so many people go and just sort of don't engage and don't get involved and don't have a goal and don't plan and it's just an enormous waste of time and a good conference well planned well worked is fabulous they're worth going to right did, did you just say many people do that many people don't do it right 80 percent oh wrong, I, you're wrong. you're yeah you're optimistic i'm a generous, I'm a generous person yes hey and by the way i need to say something we're in the middle of the cast but this is our last cast of uh 2014 uh, it will come out between Christmas and New Year's. I know a lot of you don't listen chronologically, and 2015 is the year. Next year is the year of our 10th anniversary doing shows. Yes, so, uh, I think we're I think we're pretty close to 500 shows, public shows on Manage Tools as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm sending a direct to a conference. So, t so yeah. tell me how how do I ensure that. I maximize the value of the budget because I'm spending money here and I, I ought to get some kind of ROI, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you, it's funny. I think people really, I think one of the biggest problems is people see conferences as a perk, right? You get to go, you spend a couple of days, the company's going to pay for you to travel and you oh, know, many you little vacations, right? your room yeah. service. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, there are some simple things uh, you can do guys to ensure you maximize Mike's budget ROI. First of all, assume your direct has never been. Obviously, it's possible that they have, and we'll talk about what that means, but it's better to assume they haven't been. Then we're going to brief them on the purpose, and there are two purposes for attending a conference. We're not going to tell you yet what they are. Then we're going to ask them to brief you on their personal agenda. In other words, we're going to make them do some work looking at the schedule and figuring out what they're going to do and how they're going to, get them, how they're going to maximize their time there. Then they're going to set a goal for new relationships created. While they're there, you're also going to schedule a follow-up briefing with them. Nothing fancy, 30 minutes, just for them to tell you high points and so on. And then last, I think for many of us as managers, if we've been to a few and you begin to dread them, it's time to start sending other people to a conference in your place. You identify the conference and then send somebody else. And in that process, using this process, teach them how to do it and do it well. Right. Well, I think the first thing is you probably have to assume that they've never been, right? I mean, right. Uh, yeah. they've either never been to a conference or if they have, they did a poor job getting value out of the budget that was spent on it, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. I mean, if you don't start off with that, some, with that assumption, then, you know, the thing you're most likely going kind of going through your head is, oh, she knows what to do and how to do it. And, and you're probably wrong. Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, the number of times that I've heard from people in the field, that people come up to me and say, you know, I used to work at this other company, and I thought it was well-managed, and then I went to this company. And maybe it was a name company, you know, the second company they're at, and they said, wow, things are just different. There's expectations, there's this, there's this. They don't, you know, they do it this way because it works better, right? And don't assume, guys, that your company does things the right way because so many companies do them differently, and they all can't be right or best folks listening like how many of you were actually taught how to do this right? yeah mean, they weren't right and and, and and here's the problem nobody's taught how to do this and then the manager compounds that error by saying like you said to him or herself oh she knows how to do it. she just wants to do and how to do it right 
probably folks, if you're listening, when you went to your first conference, did you know what you were doing? Did you know the dual purposes of conferences? And did you prove by your behavior that you did know the dual purpose of conferences? Right. And folks, if you're listening right now and you don't immediately know what the dual purpose of conferences is. Yeah. Then you can't answer. Yeah. You didn't know then. You didn't yeah. know. Don't know now. Yeah. yeah. And I mentioned this casting the quarter late in 2014. Budgets have been tight for six years for many of us, right? Since 2008. Yeah. Conferences, conference travel budgets got cut early. Immediately, right? That's the yeah. first thing almost. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing that. Those are boondoggles, right? So it's possible that you have 30-year-olds working for you who have never been to an industry conference. In fact, in their minds, they definitely think it's a perk because only senior people get to go, people who have more discretionary budget. And so many managers, they think to themselves, oh, I'm, I'm fearful of micromanaging people or insulting somebody's experience by assuming they've never been. But I want you to balance that with, would it have helped you at your first conference to have had some basic guidance? If you've been four or five times and now you've learned a lot of this stuff, the hard way and having spent a lot of budget to do it, wouldn't you rather have learned it sooner? Wouldn't you rather have a manager take you aside when you're 23, 24, 25 and go, hey, listen, real quick, just some simple things you need to know. Here's how you do it. You'll have a much better experience if you know why you're going and what you're shooting for. You'll be able to make better choices and so on. So now look, if your direct hasn't been, then we suspect that they'll consider the guidance we're sharing with you, the guidance you're going to give to them, beneficial. I got to tell you, if they haven't been and they feel micromanaged by this, they don't know what micromanagement is. More importantly, imagine now that your boss says to you, hey, I need you to do X, and you've never done X before, never done X before. and then your boss says, look, you've never done this before. Let me give you some basic stuff. Do you really see yourself saying, oh, no, you're micromanaging me? Stuff I've never done, I want to totally be able to do it without any guidance or so on. And by the way, I feel so important about how I, I'm treated in that way that I really think we should send salespeople out in the field without training because I want to learn how to do it the hard way rather than gleaming all kinds of good guidance from years of previous experience and so on. Yeah. So, look, you're not micromanaging by saying, look, I'm going to spend some budget on you, and there's some basic things that will improve your experience and will justify my spend. On the other hand, if your direct has been, you don't have to follow these steps precisely. But again, don't be shy on insisting on getting your money's worth, okay? A short pre-briefing outlining what you expect is more effective than post-conference regrets and some wasted budget. Now, something else. In keeping with the not assuming meme, don't assume your direct knows how to travel as a professional. We have several hours of guidance, guys, on how to travel professionally. You can find them on our website, www.manager-tools.com. And if you put in there forward slash map of the universe with dashes between all those words, uh, or just on the homepage, top right-hand corner, click on the little logo that says Map of the Universe. It lists all of our podcasts by category. The travel portion is in performance slash professional behavior slash professional travel. This cast is in Map of the Universe managing others. It's at the highest level. Okay. So let's put people out of their misery because now they're, now they're you know, 
everybody's concerned that they don't know the two purposes of, of yeah, right, yeah. conference. So what, so what's the purpose? I purposes, purpose, yeah, whatever. What know. are the two purposes? What are the purpose? What are the purpose? <laughs> so look, let me start it this way. You start the whole process by spending 15 minutes with your direct explaining the reason you're sending them and what you expect from them before, during, and after. Okay. It takes 15 minutes. That's all. Okay. Tell them that the purpose of someone attending is to develop their relevant professional knowledge and to develop new relationships. That's what it is. Knowledge, knowledge and relationships. And relationships. Yep. If your direct goes and they have a good time and they meet a bunch of people, but they don't really learn about their industry or they don't really learn something they can apply or they don't start any lasting relationships, it's a waste of your budget. Okay. And look, you're not against them having a good time. Okay, but when they go to the bar with their friends, that's not on your budget, and they're having a good time. Not on my budget. Maybe somebody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look, you'd love for them to have a good time, but that guys, that's the icing. That's not the cake. And frankly, not working for a couple of days is enough of a bonus, rather than them going to parties late into the night and so on. Right. Some people will be drawn to some of the after-conference parties, and they will go out and hang out with people and so on. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as they do it professionally. Right. I wouldn't use the term not working. I would use the term working, but not on the same things. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Okay. So what you do is you tell them that based on your experience, without a plan or some simple goals, they won't achieve either the learning goal or the relationship goal of the trip. So we've got a series of, of points to make here, and what we've done is basically scripted the meeting for you. So the first part of the meeting is briefing them on the purpose of them going, learning and relationships. Here's how it might sound at the start of the meeting. Hey, I'm excited you're getting to go to this conference. You probably know this, but there are two reasons to attend a conference. You're there to develop your professional knowledge and to develop some new relationships. Professional knowledge is both about the industry and your skills. Hopefully you'll learn about our customers, our vendors, our competitors, industry trends, ideas we haven't considered, opportunities, risks. Developing relationships is about meeting new people and staying in touch with them to grow your network. I highly recommend you have a strong network. Most people think of their company work colleagues as their network, but you need external networks as well. Okay, You need external relationships. Conferences are one place to expand your network where you're not just meeting somebody in the train and maybe you're in the financial world and they sell pencils, right? There's maybe not a lot of connection there. Okay, But at conferences, you're going to meet a bunch of people who do what you do and are in the business you're in. Yeah, I like that a lot. And and folks, you know, just like memorize this. <laughs> it, wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't hurt you just to use these exact words. And look, if you're a licensee, it's easy, right? You just download the show notes and you could riff off of them. There, before you go on, though, I, I got one question I want to ask you. As I was listening to you, you use the phrase, you probably know this, which, right. which I, I, I 
thought that kind of interesting. So, yeah, so, because because we're assume we're actually probably assuming that they don't. Yes. Right? So yeah. so why did you use those words? And, and anybody who's listening for a while knows that Mark uses words with a with a very specific person purpose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> words much, are meaningful to uh, him. Often much to my chagrin. No, that's not what I said. No, you did say this. No, I did not. I said this, and that means something different. I mean um, what I say. I use right. those words. Okay. So tell me why why did you use those words? So the the comment you probably know this is an example of a sales technique called teach as if teach not by saying you probably know know this you're allowing for the possibility that your direct does know it while still making sure that they do in other words it's possible that they know but you're going to be sure that they know right maybe they knew it and forgot it okay what we suggest is hey you probably know this right and then you you essentially cover the possibility that they don't, right? What, the opposite of that is lots of managers ask, you know what the purposes of conferences are, right? And they ask it in a way to suggest that the direct ought to. Now, asking in a way that assumes someone knows the answer, combined with the direct's fear of not knowing something he ought to know, means many directs will say, yes, they know, when in fact, they don't. Right. And then, and then what are you going to do? If you don't think they actually know, then what are you you going to ask? Well, so what, what is are it? The, what yeah. are the persons? And, yeah. And now they feel like a total idiot simply because you made an assumption that was wrong to make it easy for you. And your ease is now combi- com- compounded by their embarrassment. So we just go in the opposite direction. We say something that gives them the benefit of the doubt that they did know. And then tell them, so if there was a chance they didn't, because frankly, it doesn't matter whether they do or don't. All that matters is they do by the end of the thing. Are you going to give them bonus points because they knew it before? It's not a test of, hey, you're smarter than that guy because you knew this piece of information. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that piece of information is relevant to what you're going to talk about. So why not share it with them in advance? And to give them credit for knowing it, just say, hey, you probably know this. Right. And folks, you know, the, the title of this, this cast is Sending a Direct to a Conference. The real nugget of wisdom here is this technique, in my mind. This is, yeah. oh, this okay. is, this is, this is yeah, gold. Yeah, we should probably done a cast on, on Teachers of Teach Not. Yeah. yeah, this is gold. I, I will say this. This cast, it took me much longer to write than I thought it would. And the reason why is because I kept having this thought that there are plenty of managers who listen to some of our stuff, and they kind of go, yeah, they're over-managing there a little bit. And I'd say, no, guys, what we're doing is teaching people, right? I'm not trying to micromanage this process of sending one of my directs to a conference. I'm not. I'm trying to teach them. And because I have in my head teaches if teach not, I'm going to make sure they know what they need to know. Now, look, if Mike works for me and I use this technique the first time, I don't need to do it the second time other than say, hey, dude, I expect you to send me a list of your schedule, and oh, by the way, expect a briefing afterwards, right? I don't have to have the whole speech thing because he knows what he needs to know. But let's not assume that people know and then have them have a bad experience. Yeah, I'm getting a good outcome out of it, but I'm also trying to teach. And once somebody's been taught something, it's easier for them to get higher value out of it. One of the things Danny and I were redoing our our conference decks each year. We do it a couple times a year. And one of the things that people miss about one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, and delegation, the first word 
of the purpose of one-on-ones feedback and coaching delegation is to encourage. Manager's job is not to enforce. Manager's job is to encourage. One way to encourage a good experience is to sometimes say the things that go without saying, which is to say, in this case, make sure your people know what the process is. And if they've never been and you assume that they should know because of academic creep, all you're doing is throwing money away and you're making them feel stupid. So let's not do that. So teach as if teach not is just a better way of ensuring that people know what they need to know and they don't have to fear looking uninformed. Now, I mentioned before, if you're a licensee, you can print the show notes out for this guidance and share them with your direct too. That that would be easy as well. And in fact, it'd be kind of cool to share these show notes and go, and the direct goes, so that's how you sound so good on some of these meetings. <laughs> you read this stuff and you look at them and you go, yeah. I'm not stupid. I'm not going to spend Sunday evening away from my family trying to figure out what I'm going to say to you in a meeting on Monday. That's right. I'm just going to go get it from these guys. You've never been to a conference before, and so yeah. I'm teaching how to do it. Yeah. And guess what? I'm not really experienced at sending people to conferences, so I'm going to somebody else to help yeah. to get help on how to do it properly. When I drive to work, I don't build my car every morning. There you I, go. I buy a car from somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah. And look, the structure of this guidance also works if your direct comes to you and asks to attend a particular conference rather than you maybe selecting a conference for them. You can either schedule a brief meeting to walk them through this guidance, or you can, for, again, you could forward it to them if they're a licensee. Or, you could, guys, you could have them listen to this podcast or just give them a high-level overview if, if you like, right? Assuming you're willing to consider using the budget to begin with, The point would be to communicate that they're going to have to meet the standard of having an agenda, a relationship goal, and a post-attendance briefing to the team. That's the way you measure your ROI. Yeah. Okay. So the first of those three, it was a personal agenda. So tell me about the personal agenda you're asking them for. Yeah. Asking for some preparation in advance is a reasonable way to address the implied ROI on the demands of using your budget. Yeah. Know what the outcome is before you go. Yeah. So, in our first meeting, which we started scripting above, right, we asked them to spend 15 to 30 minutes determining what their schedule will be at the conference. I don't mean doing it in front of you. I mean, hey, look, guys, go back to your desk sometime in the next hour or two, hopefully as soon as the conference is announced, and determine what your schedule is going to be. Which sessions do you plan on attending? Which speakers might you plan on meeting? What technology, what ideas, what topics do you have an interest in? The biggest mistake that most folks make at conferences is not planning ahead. Many professionals who are less experienced think that conferences are just basically booth shows, okay? And and look, a lot of conferences do have booth fairs on a convention center floor. And, and, and look, that's usually where a lot of pictures get taken because if you take a picture of a conference at one of the breakout sessions or at one of the general sessions, it looks like every other session in the world, which is to say it's in a conference or convention hotel, and there's a bunch of people in banquet seating, which gets pretty uncomfortable. There's somebody on a raised dais if it's a big session. Uh, If it's a breakout session, then they're not on a stage, and there's PowerPoint involved, right? Yeah. (laughs) And everybody listening who's been to a conference goes, yep, yep, that's it. So booth shows show movement and energy, but booth pictures show energy and movement lines and so on. But booths are not the main draw of the majority of industry conferences. The fact is most conferences are tightly scheduled, okay? 
There's an entire industry that runs them. There's an association of people who do them, okay? And it wouldn't be unusual to see an event that goes for three or four days that has more than 100 breakout sessions, and maybe you can only go to roughly 10 of them, maybe five a day over two days, because there's an opening session, uh, sometimes called a general or a plenary session, where everybody's supposed to go, and there's a closing session, there's lunch, and there's opportunities for networking in between and so on. Each breakout session has limited seating. Now, the crappy ones never fill up, <laughs> right? So if you look and you go, oh, here's space here and here and here, you're adult. You're going to the ones that nobody else wanted to, okay? <laughs> if you don't plan ahead, you won't get to go to any of the sessions that others in your industry think that are either A, about valuable topics, or B, presented by important and or respected and or well-known industry speakers or other thought leaders. Now, I will say this. I want to put it aside in here. I've probably been to 20 conferences in my career. I have never been to a single presentation by a famous person, and I'm talking a celebrity in some way, a politician coming in to a corporate event, an actor coming in to a corporate industry event. Sometimes somebody outside the industry will be okay, but generally speaking, at bigger conferences, ones with thousands of people attending, there is one special draw where you know, oh, let me let me think of an of an example. Um, Jimmy Fallon, the host of the Tonight Show, at least as of 2014. Jimmy Fallon comes to industry conferences, and he probably gets a hundred thousand dollars, maybe two hundred thousand dollars to speak. He flies in, he gives a speech, he flies out, and it's funny. And he's a celebrity, and people want to meet him, and so they sign up, and they go to that session, and they line up early so they can be in the front row. Dude, seriously, that has no budget return on investment possibility ever. In all the conferences I've been to, um, I've Cyber never security, been to. I take that back. I was going to say Fallon, never. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say never. Yeah, look, Jimmy Fallon's going to be funny, but I'm sorry, that's not what we're paying for. We don't pay for funny. But I was going to say never, but I actually did go to one, and I'm still trying to think. I can picture the guy, but I can't picture his can't say think of his name. I went to one because, as it turned out, something I was supposed to do canceled, and there was room in the back. And I sat down, and it was worthless. And there were clear – I mean, he got a standing ovation, and basically it's like, ooh, it's a celebrity. Isn't that cool? I didn't think it was that cool. And guys, I, I have a sense of humor. I'm I'm willing to almost waste an hour at a conference if I thought it was going to be really good. But I got to tell you, every other one afterwards, like going on the shuttle back to the airport or hotel or, or the, getting on a plane or whatever, and you see other people with the bag of swag. Um, by the way, swag, if you guys don't know it, swag is an acronym for stuff we all get. And if they have a logo from the conference, you ask them, hey, how was the thing with the, with the guy, the famous guy, with uh, uh, who, who would be any, well, Jimmy Fallon is an example, or, or Justin Timberlake, or, you know, some, or Beyonce, or something like that, some fan, or, Justin you know, Bill de Blasio, the, yeah, Justin, now that, now that would be good, that's where <laughs> I'd go to. Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, or, or some Washington, or London, or, or Beijing politician, or whatever. They'll say, yeah, it's okay. What do you say? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, that's not that's not good. Let me let me ask something just dawned on me, right? Like the the idea of 
like you, you convinced me, right? Being able to get to the sessions that have value, mm-hmm. that's, that's important. So what about the, the woman who comes to me and, you know, it's like last minute, like the conference is like two days and probably everybody signed up for the sessions. And so the, the chance of her getting the session she wants or the sessions I want her to go to might be limited. Is that, is that a yeah. reasonable, you know, my, my inclination is to say, well, maybe not. Yeah, it's not going to the conference that matters. It's getting the return on investment. And so you'd say, no, it's totally, I would think it's totally reasonable. I would recommend denial in that case. Okay. Just say, hey, look, totally get it. No, you want to go. Sorry, we didn't plan ahead. And it makes no sense to invest money in, in your guilt. I agree. I should have seen it. Somebody should have seen it. Maybe somebody in another department should have told us about it. Maybe we should have somebody on, you know, on the team once a month looking at conferences six months out that might be interesting to us. But yeah, no, I think if you can't get to the sessions you want to attend, and by the way, if you call the conference people or if you email the conference people, they'll always say, oh, please come because there's always people who drop out. We can fit you in, but that depends entirely on the the forcefulness of the person you're sending and why do they want you to attend because they could pump up their numbers and because it costs money and they want to make money they're selling attendance so here's how you it might sound to ask them to brief you on your plan dude the first thing i want you to do is create your own agenda your own timetable your own plan for the time that you're there go to the conference website Find out when you have to be there, be there to make sure your inbound travel supports that. Sometimes conference agendas don't justify staying the entire time, so figure out your return flights too. Then go through the agenda and pick which general session you're going to attend, which breakout sessions you want to attend. And by the way, folks, you might want to have looked at it and say, I'm going to mandate you attend this one because I want you to go in my place, if you will. Make sure that for those that require registration, that you register. Don't assume, don't come to me and say, hey, I think I want to get, these are the plans, because some of them are limited seating and you need to get those slots. You can always give the slot up later, okay? I expect you to come to me with a detailed agenda and why you want to attend the things you want to attend. Further, I'll expect you to be thinking about the networking you need to do, bad word networking, but I want you to think about attending the sessions that they'll probably call networking, where you're going to get to meet other people. In other words, it's not your schedule is not just sessions you tend, attend, but also other times when you can meet other people. Pretty simple, really. Okay. I mean, it, yeah, you're just basically telling them, I expect you to have a plan. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.